Yes, welcome, welcome. Today is an interesting day. I'm going to title this podcast, The Drive Home in Traffic. It should actually be called The Drive Home in Traffic with Rain. D.C. traffic. The worst traffic in the United States. Whether you like it or not. Whether you believe it or not, it's got to be the worst. And that's because of Maryland drivers. But I digress. I'm going to do that a lot. I'm going to go on little rants and tangents, but I'll bring it back. People who know will know why I did that. Others, they won't. I digress. Let's get to the show. All right. This show, I'm going to talk a little bit while I'm in traffic about music. I want to give people an idea of what's been happening in such a short amount of time. Things have really, really taken place. Um, They've taken shape really quickly. First off, I want to... I want to thank my friend Slate, aka Don't Reach <laughs> the Streets A and R. Now, Sleep had met a friend of his. They had been working a plan for nine years, and uh, turns out they came to fruition. They have this thing. They have this thing where they were they would go to clubs in in Atlanta, Georgia, and party, and. Um, sleeps from here and his his friend his friend was uh was from Atlanta so down in Atlanta this guy knew how to get in and out of the clubs with ease he was the man down there and he used to always politic with the people that ran the clubs what made the clubs the clubs you know and uh his name was street politician that's his that's his uh nickname anyway street got hooked up with this this group of DJs that called themselves the Coalition. And for the last 10 years, the Coalition DJs have done an amazing job of what's called breaking records. I, I didn't know what breaking a record even meant nine, nine six months ago. Um, I had an idea. I could tell you what I think it meant, but it was inaccurate. What I found is that these guys, these Coalition DJs, it's a collective, and what they do is they agree that one record is going to be hot and be pushed. And when they agree on that, all the nightclubs, aka adult entertainment clubs, in the Atlanta, Georgia area, all the ones that really matter, they push that song. And the girls dance to that song. And the people watching the girls dance to that song realize the girls can really dance. Uh, but on top of that, they realize that the song is really um, it's really a good song. And then it gets requested to the radio stations by multiple people, by hundreds of people over the course of the month. And the radio station has to find out, how are you hearing the song? We heard it down at this club. They make the phone call to the club, talk to the DJ, say, what is that song? Where are you getting it from? I need to play it on the radio. I keep getting requests. And boom, the song has now been broken. Now, when they break a record, they can break it in an area as small as, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say small, but as, as, um, as targeted as Atlanta. And they did that with success. And eventually, I don't know whether it was, you know, serendipitous that Hollywood has now moved to Atlanta. Maybe it's because of the prices. Maybe it's because of the talent. Maybe it's because of the price of the talent. Either way, the entire entertainment industry in the Atlanta, Georgia area has uh has experienced a boom because of this not to mention over the last 10 years you know 
10 years ago, we had Outkast out of Atlanta. That was pretty much it, if you didn't know Goody Mob. But Outkast was the only one you were going to hear on the radio, really. Um, there was hip-hop. But now it's kind of morphed into something where it's amazing when you don't hear a, a urban artist, because I can't really call trap uh, hip-hop. I digress. It's when you don't hear an urban artist from the Atlanta area, it's it's strange because they all seem to be from there. Since T.I., they've been coming fast and furious. Um, I should have said since Ludacris, they've been coming fast and furious or you know, that would have been a little bit of a play on words. Anyway, I digress. Here we go. So what I'm saying is these these guys are really good at breaking records. Even today, while watching BET jams for a few minutes before two o'clock on 19th of May 2018 the song pops up and it's T.I.'s new song called Certified at least that's what I thought it was but when I read little you know they have the little script when they announce when every song that plays on the bottom left corner it says who the song is by the record label is you know if it's featuring anyone and the title and all that pops up with the song well do you know that it said the coalition DJs on the first line. I mean, right after it said the title certified, it said the coalition DJs. Then it said featuring T.I. Then it said featuring, I think his name is Jacques, but th- this is what was interesting to me is that the first thing that read was the DJs. And that rarely happens in hip hop music. Rarely. But this is um, this is really how it started. So I'm list- I'm watching this, and I, I can't believe it. I'm I'm just still kind of stunned. This all happened today, maybe you know, five hours ago, six hours ago, and I'm still stunned. It's like Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, his voice is not on any of the music that you know from Calvin Harris. However, when you hear when you when you hear a song, it says Calvin Harris, and you have to figure out who the lady singing is or who the guy singing is. But that's normal for electronic dance music that's normal for that that genre of music but what has happened with trap music is it's morphed into something it's turned urban music into something else it's pushed it to a whole nother level not saying because of the content but more so because of the strategy and the amount and the availability of the artist and they're all concentrated in one area and it's not really slowing down so now they were responsible almost single-handedly for this for this boom in Atlanta music. And what they've done is they've taken their system and they've created a blueprint that they're sharing with other target markets. Uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, Los Angeles, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Houston, all these places. Uh, Tennessee has one now, you know. Um, and they all, and and of course DMV, which is DC, Maryland, Virginia, as a whole, it's called DMV. Um, that whole area now, each one of them has their own coalition DJs, like coalition DJs DMV. And you know, this is really, this is really, um, it's really old school. It's like taking music, it's like taking hip hop music back to when the DJs ran things and putting the power. Of distribution back in the DJ's hands, so it's a huge, huge shift. 
uh, back to the original way it was run. And all this opportunity, I think, it exists because of how the record labels have overextended themselves and have been in a battle with uh, digital, with with digital uh, media, digital music, and and they don't know what what to do obviously because they've lost a lot of ground so in order to make this ground back up they've started to target trap music and they're using something that is not necessarily true to do it so i've heard that the me too movement has pressured spotify as an example into removing artists like chris brown and r kelly from their playlists Now, to me, that seems absolutely ridiculous because there's plenty of terrible, terrible artists that are people, but they've created wonderful works of art. Uh, This is really, really, they've gone too far. However, they know that because they're doing it under the guise of being a positive uh, push, they're also saying they're going to remove trap music from their genres as well. Whether that means that the music is going to disappear or whether the keyword trap is going to be unavailable. Still, uh, I don't know for sure, but I do know that they're scared and they're targeting trap music for a reason. Uh, This was told to me by a a man who owns his own distribution company, like a, a major distribution company that can get albums in stores or get them distributed in 3,800 different digital sources. So I, I know I know what he told me is true to the best of his knowledge. I don't know if he knows or understands the gravity of and what that means as far as these DJs being a threat to the industry. That the industry is now pressuring Spotify or anyone else that it can pressure to remove this whole genre of music that they do not have their claws deep into and it's one of the, it is the most profitable most popular music hip hop altogether uh, over the last 8 8 years i think it overtook country and it's been kicking country's butt ever since so anybody who ever hears this you got to understand the position that these DJs have been put in and how now it's it's something that is so similar to electronic dance music. They don't go in. They don't mess with Tisto. They don't they don't mess with um, they don't mess with EDM DJs. Calvin Harris is one. They don't mess with Armin Van Buren or Paul Van Dyke. They let these guys be the DJs all the time. It's no big deal because EDM, even though it's a very popular genre, it just doesn't do the numbers that urban music does and hip hop, right? But these DJs are being are being targeted through the trap through trap music. The whole music industry is now being targeted because they're losing huge amounts of money, and these DJs don't have to go to major labels. These artists don't have to go to major labels labels to get their music distributed. They can just take it to these DJs, and if the DJs say it's good, it goes. This is an amazing, amazing system, and it's and it's completely independent, and it's sourced by the people who should be sourcing it djs professionals that have been in party environments listening to music for 10 years or more you and i we've heard a few songs in our time but that's not our occupation we don't spend 40 hours a week listening to music and then in our off time also listening to music and most importantly 
watching people's body language and how they respond to music. These guys can look at can play a song and look at a crowd and know exactly whether that song is a hit or not based on the mood and the crowd. That's what they get paid to do. They're professionals. They know exactly what it does. So anyway, I'm going to end this. I'm going to end this little podcast by saying that what I've been able to do personally and like like I like I started within the last I guess 6 months has been amazing. I've had a name for a record label and I've had access to talent for the longest time. And I've always wanted to have a record label that could provide distribution to to artists that I found meaningful enough to spend my time and effort to help. And uh never could cuz I didn't have I didn't have distribution. Well, that same gentleman that told me about the distribution companies targeting Spotify to remove trap music, that same guy has offered me my own distribution deal. Now I have a distribution deal set up. It's the lowest buyout in the entire industry. Um, and that what that means is an artist can start with my company as a launch pad and I can groom that artist to be very attractive to a major label and when the major label comes to scoop up the artists and move them on to a major label they'll come with the money to make a buyout offer to that distribution because they want to get that distribution under their own um, their own label and their own distri- distribution company when they do that it won't cost the artist a whole lot and I have enough stock shares in this company that I can provide an uh, Uh, a wonderful investment for the artist and give them shares or sell them shares even at a very low price so that when the majors do come knocking and they want to make an offer and they buy out the distribution contract the shares will go up and the artist feels great because even though he's leaving one he or she is leaving one company they're leaving with ownership of the distribution company that just made a lot of money on them and they still have ownership in the distribution company altogether. And if they start their own label, they might sign a clause that says, I don't have to start my label with you, Sony, with you, whatever, you know, what Universal. I can start my label. I can keep my, my label can still help artists with the lowest distribution agreement possible, keeping everything indie. And if they do want to step off the indie and go into a major situation, it's going to be the least expensive and uh, the easiest to do business with. And so I feel great about it. I think I'll be able to help a lot of artists now. Um, my system's called Indie Steps, and my label is called is called uh, Camp Brown. And together I work very, very closely as operations and I guess the media and marketing manager for the Coalition DJs and DMV. And I'm able to really help people in the urban sector get their music out, whether it's R&B, whether it's classic soul, neo-soul, whether it's trap or hip-hop. I can do all of that. So I think it's been a blessing. All this happened and came together within four, what, what is, I guess within six months. And right now we're still scrambling around to put together some talent and see what we can do to see um, if Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia can produce a star and we can look back and say we helped someone get there. 
So I'm going to go ahead and conclude this podcast. Um, It may not sound like it, but I'm very excited about this, even though it's so far from what I've been doing for the last 10 years with my magazine group. It's still something that is very, very precious to me. And especially for hip hop music, because I myself, you know, I'm a I'm a lover of hip hop music, the original. So I got to learn to grow and change and I will be. So anyone looking to, to, you know, to further their career, take the next step, check out Indie Steps. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. I-N-D-I-E-S-T-E-P-S dot com. And start there. Create a profile. It's a 14-week, 14-day trial that's absolutely free. Uh, move all your social media in there. Um, open up an account with... Uh, you know, add your Facebook, your Twitter, and your Telegram so that you can check out your, your Instagram. I can see that. And once you do that, I'll be able to check you out. And um, if you're interested, if if you're interested in taking it to the next level, I'll, you know, get in contact with me and let me know. This is Eugene Smith. That's about it. I'm going to sign off. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>